Hello gorgeous people, how are you? I hope this podcast episode finds you well. I am here doing my first solo podcast episode. It is something that has been on my heart to do from the conception of this podcast. However, my ego showed up, showed out all over the place And considering I have so much to say, my ego told me that what I have to say is a jumbled mess. It's not valuable, so don't say anything. Instead, engage in a unhelpful diatribe, a loop going round in your mind, filling up your cells over and over and over again, telling yourself all the reasons why you shouldn't do a solo podcast episode. When I first started this podcast, my intention was to have the conversational episodes and also individual episodes where I share my thoughts and musings um, that, you know, may be of use to you, may be of interest, may not be. But something happened, things went left, I went right, and I called it a day. But I didn't really. It was festering around. It was showing up in all kinds of other ways. And I felt a sense of disappointment in myself because ultimately I was cheating myself. Yeah. So this weekend I spent the most gorgeous, serene time in Kilburn. <laughs> If you're familiar with London, if you know Northwest London, you may not necessarily put the word serene and Kilburn together, but I did. Uh, my friends and I were supposed to go away for the weekend. That didn't happen. So my friend suggested that we come to her house for a sleepover and just max and relax for two days, which is what I did, what we did together. During our conversations about various things, one of my friends was talking about lots of work that she needs to do and about psyching herself up to do that piece of work. And another friend said, eat the frog, do the big thing first, then take take care of the little bits. And my addition to that conversation, because you know I had to slide in there, was um, that for me, quite often I can't eat the frog I can find the frog overwhelming. So I do the smaller things first and then it snowballs and I build momentum and then I'm able to take on the big things. And in that moment, I thought to myself, Tamu, do this podcast. Stop making a big thing out of it. Start however you can, where you can, with what you have and build. So I'm here, starting with what I have. Earlier on in the week... Because I knew that I was going to be recording a solo episode, I thought rather than me monologuing all the way through, I would ask people that I'm connected with on Instagram to ask me some questions that I could add in to the podcast episode. Well, I'm not adding in. This is going to be the entirety of this episode because I just need to get this done get it out there so I can get over myself and thank my ego for trying to protect me from myself. Write a note to Ursula. 
I'll come back to that in another episode and just be me. Follow my joy, speak from my heart and see what happens. So without further ado, I am going to go into my first question, which is from uh, Afros and High Tea on Instagram. And the question is, what was the defining moment when you decided to change your career path? The defining moment was, um, well, it was a protracted moment because I was really nervous about leaving my career as a social work because I had formed a habit or I had bought into the habit that we have um, in our society where we define ourselves by what we do. And I really struggled to think about what I would do outside of social work um, because I was scared that I wouldn't stick to something and I wouldn't find something that would enable me to continue to live my same lifestyle. Um, and then I had to admit to myself that that lifestyle was a bit shit, <laughs> to be quite honest, and not satisfying me at all. Um, but the crux of it is, in 2017, I got to a point where I felt like I was crashing around myself, like literally all the external constructs I had put in place to hold myself up felt like they were crumbling and I was being shown myself in my entirety and it was quite scary because I'd never taken the time to actually consider who I am, what I'm about not just think about what I don't like, but also think about and act in what I do like and do love. Um, and that was very, very new for me. And I felt really low. Uh, and in that moment, I thought to myself, I can drag myself through life feeling low, continuing to do what I'm doing because I should, in inverted comments, commas even and um and because it on paper made sense that I'd studied for something I had experience in something I had um a certain amount of um respect in that field um so it made sense to stay but it was really just not supportive of me at all and I could feel that it was starting to impact other areas of my life so in 2017, my thought process was, I can continue in this same vein, head towards retirement and be totally unsatisfied and bitter, or I can take a leap in faith, trust that I'm always a minimum of okay, and recognise that always having a minimum of okay is actually a really beautiful springboard to do things that I enjoy. Um, and then the conversation with myself and the journaling and all the personal development, self-help and the podcasts and whatnot helped me to feel safe in deciding to make something out of the things I enjoy and utilising parts of my social work career that I really really enjoyed doing and connected with and so 360 was born.
So yeah, I don't know if that really answers, but it wasn't a defining moment. It was lots of what seemed at the time to be little moments that came together when I slowed down and gave myself the opportunity to take a deep breath and think about what it is I enjoy. Um, So yeah, is it a real change in career path? Mm, I'd say it's a bit of a shift into the part of social work, social science, studying the human condition um, that I enjoy. But anyway, next question. Ah, again, Afro and high tea. Um, what are your very favourite pieces from both of your collections? Hmm, my favourite from my first collection is a green dress. There's a green kimono sleeve dress with a pencil shaped skirt. That is my favourite. Lots of people would think that it would be the pink rainbow dress, but the green dress, I just find it so sexy without being really revealing. I think it just hugs the right places and accentuates the right places and the wide neckline kind of skims across your shoulders and neckline. And I think that that shoulder to neck, ooh, so sexy. Um, And the shade of green that it is um, really beautiful, very vibrant. Uh, That is my favourite from that collection. And then the second one, my favourite, I think, oh gosh, this is difficult. They're they're favourites for different reasons. But I think uh, a favourite in the sense that I put it on, it's so easy, it goes with anything that I'm doing kind of vibe, is uh, the uh, wrap-over jumpsuit. Um, That is my go-to piece from this collection. And yeah, reminder, it's my last clothing collection. Um, Everything's on sale at the moment, clothing-wise. And uh, until the 5th of February, I'm offering free shipping. Um, So get it whilst you can. It's a real, real limited edition. Yeah, so those are my favourites. I have a question from Eat Love Move. Skincare routine. Oh, a couple of questions. Three questions, in fact. Skincare routine. How did I get into stoicism and what keeps me motivated? Uh, Skincare routine. I keep it all the way simple. Um, So starting off with trying to make sure I drink at least two litres of water. Well, at least. Let's just keep it all the way real. I try to drink two litres of water a, a day in addition to whatever else I'm drinking. Um, because that works for my skin and also how I function. Um, And my skincare routine is very natural. I don't use um, products that are laden with chemicals. I make a lot of the stuff that I use. Um, So on a daily basis, we're talking about my face, wash my face in the morning and in the evening. Um, I cleanse with a toner that I make, which um, has got rose water and glycerin and other stuff in it. And um, my skin is dry, so I like quite heavy butters, but I like my butter to have a lot of water. 
in because I need the water. I can't just have the oiliness of the butter because that just sits on top of my skin and then my skin ends up looking like leather. So I make um, a all over butter that I can use for my face and my body. Um, and that is made with, again, rose water and glycerin. I use various butters. I use essential oils and a couple other ingredients. Um, and that's what I use to moisturise. Um, and my combination is the only moisturiser I've found thus far that enables me to feel and look moisturised all day long. And I don't have that tight, dry feeling. It's a really nourishing, lovely butter. Um, so that's what I use to moisturise. Um, and once a week, I use um, a face mask, <laughs> again, that I make again with my key ingredients rose water and glycerin and I use clays depending on what it is I need um, from the mask so I might use Russell clay because it's very calming and moisturizing or sometimes I may use um, bentonite clay because it's very detoxing um, and I'll often put some um, activated charcoal in there um, and some essential oils and again it will just depend on what my skin needs at the time um, and that is pretty much my skincare routine. No, it's not pretty much my skincare routine. That is my skincare routine. Uh, stoicism. How did I get into stoicism? I love Tim Ferriss's podcast and a number of the people he interviews and also he have talked about stoicism and stoic philosophy um, so Stoicism is a branch of philosophy and um, Stoicism for me, my understanding, because literally what I know is what I've heard from the podcast and then I bought the Daily Stoic Journal um, where you have uh, daily prompts, evening and morning prompts that are based on Stoic philosophy and, and quotes and stuff. Um, and Stoic philosophy for me really helped me to understand like fully understand on a cellular level um where my body and my mind fully understands that um i can i can control myself and my actions and my thoughts and i don't mean control in a i've got to control everything megalomaniac kind of way but i have power over myself i have agency over myself and everything else is external and I have no control over that. And once I fully understood that, it helped me to focus on what I can do and on being able to move through the world doing what I can do rather than not minding my own business, basically getting caught up in all these external things that I can't do much about it doesn't really benefit me. And quite frankly, it's none of my business. So an example of that would be that I would very often, and part of the delay, so it's a work in progress, part of the delay in me starting this podcast is because of getting caught up in thinking about how things look on the outside, how me, my message will be perceived on the outside. Um, so uh, I mentioned earlier on um, Ursula, I got so caught up in 
very low-level egotistical thinking, I started to think that me expressing myself in a way that I really feel called to express myself would manifest itself as um, Ursula in The Little Mermaid. I don't know if you've seen Ursula. I'm going to find a clip on YouTube and put it in the show notes when Ursula becomes this really big octopus sea titan and she just gets bigger and bigger and more vulgar. And I worried about being perceived like Ursula. And that was me being so caught up in my ego keeping it all the way real and how I would be perceived I wasn't allowing myself to be and stoic philosophy for me my understanding is that it would it tells you what people how people perceive you and how your message goes out is not your business it's not your problem my focus when I think about the principles of Stoic philosophy is that I need to do the best that I can do with what I have right now. Tomorrow, the best that I can do with what I have then will be something different. But if I don't do the best that I can do with what I have right now, I'm not going to be able to build and build and build. Um, So Stoic philosophy helps to remind me that I should enjoy should, that I should enjoy the journey rather than being caught up in how it's being perceived. Because why am I doing this? Am I doing this to appease other people? No. Of course, I want other people to like it. Of course, I want other people to gain from it. But I cannot create from a point of how will this be perceived, received. I've got to share what I need to share, what I feel called to share, And however it's received, it's received. Bam. Done. So Stoic philosophy has really, or has, it it really helps me to free myself of my bullshit, to be quite frank. And it also helps me go from thinking, dreaming, to doing what I'm going to do, what I need to do. I hope that makes sense. Um, And then what keeps me motivated? Um, Well, stoicism is very helpful in keeping me motivated because with that whole looking around, seeing how you're being perceived, you're also looking around at what other people are doing. And there's an element of comparison in there. Um, But stoicism and thinking about that whole modality helps me to stay focused on what I'm doing Um, and me staying focused on what I'm doing helps me remain close to why I'm doing it and that keeps me motivated. I must also add um, I launched 360 in May 2018. It's still very very new. I am very much in my new mum phase with this where everything is so wonderful and cute and all of that kind of stuff um, as, as well as the challenges. So at the moment Um, my motivation comes from being very, staying very close to my why. I don't know what I will say next year this time. Um, But yeah, staying close to my why and knowing that it's okay for me to staircase 
Um, so, you know, we often hear about things like, you've got to go bigger. And if it's not scaring you, then it's not big enough. Um, for me, that is overwhelming. So whilst I have a plan for where I want to go, I really try to stay close to what I'm doing at the moment and doing the best I can. Um, and that helps me stay motivated. The other thing that I've started to do very, very recently is to take time out to congratulate myself and big myself up for stuff that I've done or stuff that I'm doing or for reacting to something in a different way or bringing something different to the table. Um, and that has been really, really motivating. There was one day I was on such a high. I was like, what on earth is going on? And I realised that I took time out to acknowledge what I had done that morning and had given myself a well done. And I made myself a lovely cup of rose tea and sat down and drank that tea without doing anything else as a reward for what I had done. So that's another thing that helps me stay motivated. Next question, uh, Ruth Pound White. I'd love to know how you set goals and make things happen. Yeah, it's back to the um, stoicism, really. So I, oh, actually, it's also something that you talked about, um, Ruth. So this is something that I've adopted very recently. Ruth talked about scheduling business meetings with herself. Whilst I haven't been as... Um, structured as um, having a business meeting with myself. Um, I have designated time in my diary um, twice a week that I do. Um, there's one that is sort of business development and one that is personal development. So I use that um, and something that was also really helpful was my project love, um, hello, goodbye, 2018, 2019 journal. So I, um, really think about how I want to feel, um, and the, how, well, what I want to achieve and how those things are going to make me feel so that I can really connect with what is important. I know what I want to achieve over the year. So I've got that written down and then I break that down into quarters. So I've got a clear plan of what I need to achieve every 30 days. And that's written down in my diary with or diaries with reminders. And then I break the quarter down into months. So I structure my diary according to what I want to achieve in month one, month two, month three, so that I get to the quarterly goal and build that way. Because if I think about what I want to do at the end of the year, I just won't do it. I will just lie down and I will be Nicola, a life more inspired, had a post about this on her Instagram about being stuck in inspiration. I will be so stuck in inspiration, so believing my thoughts that I will feel like I haven't done it. But then at the same time, I mean, I will feel like I have done it. But at the same time, I will beat myself up for not doing it. 2019 is not about beating myself up. So, yeah, I have um, small goals and things that I need to do every day to achieve those goals. And it's not really like it's not cumbersome. It's not oppressive. It's not scary. It's um, a series of little things and also big things, but I also build in pockets of time for rest, for reflection, for journaling, for reading. Like I literally have in my calendar time for reading, go to the gym. 
that that kind of stuff to keep me on track because working for myself I find it really difficult to stay on track because there are no checks and balances other than myself um so yeah so that that really helps and um within that if I don't achieve something when I say I'm going to achieve it I'm not sitting around beating myself up I'm looking for the lesson so sometimes the lesson is actually I shouldn't have scheduled that the day after doing this really big thing because I'm not going to have the energy to do it or even down to my monthly cycle knowing when I am full of energy and when I'm not and that's not to say that I'm giving myself excuses because stuff still needs to be done but it's just I try to do it where I'm working with myself rather than against. Yeah, and then make shit happen. Um, which platform, this is from Redskin UK, which platform do you record from? Do I have special equipment? Um, I use GarageBand. I've got a MacBook. I use GarageBand to edit podcasts. I record podcasts via Skype and I use an app called Call Recorder to record the conversations. I use regular headphones. The ones I'm using at the moment are my daughter's headphones. And I have a um, microphone which is called a Snowball Ice microphone that I use before I had my snowball, I got that at the end of last year. I was using my mobile phone hands-free head kit headphones. Um, so it's nothing really fancy. The most expensive thing, I think, was um, maybe the microphone. I got it from Amazon. It was like 54 quid or something. Um, and the recording app, maybe that was like $40 or something like that. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, so that's that's what I use. And GarageBand, I didn't have a clue what I was doing with GarageBand. And my, um, at the time, he was 11-year-old godson, showed me how to use GarageBand. And also YouTube, I just Googled the heck out of it. Uh, and then the last question I have is from, oh, I can't see who it's from. Ah, oh, I think it is from Women With Sparkle. I screenshot the questions um, and it's chopped her name off. But I think this is from Women... Um, Miss Sparkle. Um, how did I make the jump from social work to entrepreneur? Well, I kind of covered that with um, my question from Afros and High Tea, asking what was defi the defining moment when I changed my career path. But um, social work for me was no longer feeling, well, no, not no longer. As soon as I qualified as a social worker, I knew that social work was not what I had signed up for. Like the actual job was not what I had signed up for. Um, and I just got to a point where social work was making me ill, to be quite frank. And I didn't feel like I was doing the job justice because the systems that uphold social work don't really give you that much room to do the actual working with children and families and quite often we are working with people who have developed habits habitual behavior over generations and you're just not given the time necessary to work with families in a way that can make changes 
Um, sometimes it's not that, but quite often it is. And I just thought this doesn't feel healthy for me. Working round the clock isn't healthy. Having my daughter worried because she can hear me typing at three o'clock in the morning when she's going to the toilet because I've got a court statement or something to write isn't healthy. And working in a system where your managers can't really support you because they're just as frazzled and depleted as you are didn't feel healthy anymore. I've always wanted to work for myself. Um, I've grown up with um, my two aunts who have always worked for themselves. And then seeing my mum start a business when she was 50. And I just vividly remember her saying her only regret was that she didn't do it 10 years sooner. Um, and seeing the way that although uh, my mum's life work life can have a lot of pressure because she's got a lot of responsibility because she has staff and the nature of the work that she does is very demanding. She she lives on her own terms. And for me, that's really, really important. I feel like um, I've got skills that I can offer the world that I won't be able to offer as an employee and I would also like to work towards being an employer and being able to give somebody a level of freedom within the role um, or people a level of freedom within the role that they can bring themselves into the mix um, and I don't think I'll be able to do that as an entrepreneur. Also I struggle with authority a bit um, in that I haven't really enjoyed being managed. It's not something that I enjoy. Um, I like working in a team when I choose to, and I like being able to come back to working on my own. Um, so it also suits my personality. And something else, when people talk about speaking things into existence, I remember when I became pregnant saying very clearly that by the time my child goes to secondary school, I want to be working for myself because children need us to be present even more when they are in their pre-teen and teen years. Um, when they're babies, when they're little, we control everything they're doing. We verify everywhere they're going. They're not alone. We, you know, pretty much... Um, know all of their movements but when your child becomes older and they're navigating their way through the world literally on their own sometimes on their way to and from school when they're developing their own identity and their own set of values which are based on your own as well um I think it's well for me it's really important to be around to be able to guide my daughter give her the freedom to be herself but also to be able to guide her and I just always wanted to be able to be at home when she comes in um, if she's got anything that she wants to talk about if she just wants to sit in silence I just wanted to make sure that I was present for her and I didn't really think about it but I said it a number of times and without even trying I've, and this is a word that I sometimes struggle with, but without even trying, I've manifested that. So for me, being an entrepreneur, as much as it comes with more responsibility and um, I'm totally uh, 
responsible for generating my income. I don't just show up every day and do certain things and get paid. Um, as much as there's all of that sort of stuff, there's a whole load of freedom that I wouldn't be able to experience if I had to work according to somebody else's schedule. So there we go. Right, so that's been my first solo episode eased myself in with some questions and I quite enjoyed that actually so I will be asking for questions again in my next episode I will be expanding more on Ursula my alter ego and how I am dismantling Ursula so that I can really follow my joy and live the life that I want to live as always your feedback, your comments are very welcomed. I would really be very grateful if you could rate and review my podcast wherever you listen, because yep, algorithms mean everything. Well, no, they don't mean everything, but with the more comments, the more um, ratings and reviews I get, the more people are able to access my podcast. And I really would love many more women and men to connect with my podcast. Um, So yeah, please do rate and review. How many times am I saying rate or review? Guys, this is how important it is. Rate and review, rate and review. Um, Yeah, so I hope you've enjoyed that. I would really love to hear your thoughts. So please do slide into my DMs on Instagram at live360, L-I-V-E-T-R. How do I spell three? L-I-V-E-T-H-R-E-E-S-I-X-T-Y at Live360. Um, you can email me, tamu at live360.com or you can um, comment on the show notes on my website at www.live360.com. So wherever you are, I hope you are wrapped up warm and uh, I will speak with you next time. Bye.